0: everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That, a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of November 2021. This is crazy. I cannot believe we are already in the month of November, and if you are listening to this in the future. Well, I mean, wow. This is this is still wild. Time is flying by this year and it's so fun to think about all that we have ahead. Like today's episode with Caroline Boykin. Again, I am so excited to share this episode with you. If this is your first time listening, I want to extend a very special welcome to you. You have come across my Favorite thing. This podcast has quickly become a great source of inspiration, creativity, and a lot of fun for me. And I hope that you can say the same after listening to a few episodes. And encouragement there. Last week, we celebrated 70 episodes, and my guest, Alex Snodgrass of The Defined Dish, was fantastic. So, If you have not listened to last week's episode, I highly suggest you do so. Or perhaps you want to go through our archives and find a familiar name or maybe an industry that interests you. That is the thought behind these episodes, is that it would be an archive and just a place that you can go back into the library and find the inspiration you're looking for in a given industry or perhaps from a specific guest. So be sure, even as I'm talking now, go ahead go ahead and click through, go ahead and check out our episode listen to Caroline's and and get another one in your ears later today. Well, you guys, I hope that you all are doing well. Again, last week was so much fun to see the buzz around Alex's episode. You all are so fantastic, leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes and sharing episodes with friends. It means the world when we're able to see who is listening and when we're able to see you guys sharing the episodes on social media or even in real life, texting friends the links, it's the best. And I know you're going to want to do the same thing with today's episode with Caroline. You guys, Caroline mentions a really fun event that had not yet happened during the time of this recording. Well, when she mentions it, you're going to want to go and check out photos because the event looked amazing. And continue to listen because Caroline gives us a little insight into some fun things she has coming up in January always fun to hear from our guests and always exciting to know what might be next for them. And the last little plug I'll give, Caroline mentions uh, a recommendation of someone she thinks should come on HSDT. Well, guess what? They're going to join me this month. If you haven't subscribed, do so. Here is Caroline Boykin on How'd She Do That. Today's guest, Caroline Boykin, is an artist specializing in fine art and design. She has been creating art professionally for over 10 years. Caroline is inspired by her everyday surroundings in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the land she grew up amongst in rural Alabama. Elements of nature, architecture, and life combine in many mediums to create attention and weight of color and balance the delicacy of subject. Her flowers are in full bloom, focusing on internal strength and external beauty. The intent is not to be precious, but to pull the viewer into a conversation of life and movement. Caroline's work has been published and featured in major publications including El Decor, Southern Living, Lux Interiors, and countless others. When Caroline isn't creating a new masterpiece in her studio, connecting with clients, or encouraging women like myself, she is likely enjoying time with her family, which includes her husband and two beautiful daughters. Caroline, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Hi Emily, I am um so honored to be oh. here and thank you for that awesome introduction. Oh. You're quite a hype woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you and and I'm going to I'm going to continue the hype because I mentioned this before we started recording. Um but it's really cool. You and I set up this call to chat. I have been so eager to do so and lo and behold after we had this time slot scheduled the request for you to join me in my DMs from current listeners was off the charts.
1: <laughs> that is incredible. I'm um, serious. <laughs> it's it's really sweet, and it makes me laugh because you know <laughs> artists aren't really um, they don't really make it until they are dead. So. <laughs> To have people reaching out. It really makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> well, you are um, setting the pace. You're, you're, yeah, you are very much a hot commodity over here <laughs> at HSDT. And I'm thrilled. I- I'm excited. And you guys just right off the bat, and I, I don't always do this, but as we're chatting, you're probably going to want to go and see what we're talking about and what Caroline has created. Because it- if I've I- I mean, if I could be an artist, I would hope to somehow contribute the way you have with the beauty that you're creating. I mean, I just love it. So I'm eager. I'm ready to get to know you and hear more about your story. Um, And I love to kind of begin at the beginning. Maybe tell us a little bit about your upbringing, where you're from, and ultimately where you went to school.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm an Alabama girl. I am from just about as south as you can get. I'm um, from Fairhip, Alabama, and it's on um, the coast of Mobile Bay. And it's a beautiful little artist community and a really wonderful um, place to grow up. Um, Just a sweet Alabama town. Um, So I started out school at, um, Birmingham Southern. Um, that's where I went my freshman year and I actually played soccer and, um, it was very fun, but, um, I quickly, I quickly figured out that I was not going to be a professional soccer player. And (laughs) so, um, after my freshman year, I, Um, took a study abroad program and went to Florence University of the Arts. And um, I was supposed to go with a best friend of mine and she backed out last minute. (laughs) And so I was just so nervous and told my parents, I just, I don't know if I can do this by myself. And they're like, well, you signed up for it. We paid for it. And (laughs) you're going to do something. We have to follow through with it, which was Such a cool life lesson. And anyway, it was the most incredible month. And, you know, being from a small town in Alabama, uh, I was uh, surrounded by art, but in a very different way than art created in Florence, Italy. So, I, you know, I got to take my first figure drawing class and when they dimmed the lights and the model disrobed, I was just like, (laughs) oh my goodness, (laughs) where am I? And, um, it just, it gave me a lot of confidence, um, to be by myself and, and just for those professors to be like, you, you kind of have something. So I got back to the States and decided to, um, switch schools and not play soccer anymore (laughs) Um, and I decided to go to Ole Miss in Mississippi and um they have a great um art program and um they also had SEC football which was important as well (laughs) so um I transferred and um that is where I got a bachelor of fine arts degree with an emphasis in ceramics
0: Oh my gosh! Well, it's so fun to hear that that Florence experience really kind of took you out of your comfort zone, and like you said, gave you the confidence to assess, you know, what what is it that I want to do? Where where is it that I want to go? And I love that you were able to do so after freshman year. I think a lot of people end up at a school, and maybe they recognize they should they should transfer, they should go somewhere else. And and sometimes the confidence isn't there for them to do so. They just say, "Oh well, whatever." But I love that you. You were able to say no i want I want to go and I want to experience all of this now tell me this because you you dove right into the art in Florence. is art because it will is art from your childhood? did you take lessons as a child? were you painting? Where does this original love for art come from or was it really experiencing the beauty of the artwork in, in abroad and in Florence
1: um I'm I mean I've I've always been very artistic. My parents and I we we always try and dissect this of uh, really where <laughs> it came from. And um, my mom's a teacher, uh-huh. and so um, she really pushed my brother and I to explore lots of things. And then my dad is a developer. Uh-huh. Um, he he creates um, neighborhoods, and so he's very creative in his own right. Uh-huh. And so. Uh, w- I've always been like crafty and um, <laughs> I took art classes in, in high school, but I was so focused on being an athlete yeah. that it took me kind of um, pushing that to the side to really see that um, I was more than just a, you know, that I could color
0: well, I could actually create <laughs> things. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, and, and good to be able to recognize that just another entity is the element of being an athlete and having that be kind of your whole life, especially in that season and that age, but to be able to look yeah. up and be like, okay, wait a second. I, I can do something here. Oh my gosh. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about post-grad life and maybe what it looked like for you to step into your first role out of school.
1: Yeah, well, if if you don't mind me going back a little bit, um,
0: because when I
1: went to Ole Miss, I had never taken a ceramics class before, so I had wow, and um, I I was doing a bunch of painting, and my for my um, professor was kind of a dud, and I just <laughs> wasn't that into it, and so I had to take a ceramics class to graduate it to graduate, and so I um. I saved it for a summer when um, there weren't many people there. And anyway, I took the class and just fell in love with um, being on the potter's wheel and all of that and kind of getting dirty. And so um, I, but I was awful at it. I was so (laughs) bad. I don't know if you've ever sat down at a potter's wheel. It's It's, hard. uh, It's kind of difficult. And so anyway, I I just, I loved it, but I was really, really bad at it. Um, (laughs) um, And so to, to get an A in the class or just, you know, to pass it, I looked at the, the vessels that I created and was like, oh gosh, this is so bad. (laughs) So I, I just picked up some clay and I don't even really know where it came from, but I've I started making these little flowers Mm. and tried to cover up my imperfections. Wow. And, um, you know, I put them on my vessels. And then when it was time for critique, everybody kind of flipped over it. And so it's so funny how me trying to cover up and um, make things work, it, it ended up being
0: kind of my signature style. Oh my gosh. Well, and there, yeah. there's a life lesson right there. I mean, so yeah. well said. That is so fun. Now now tell me this, and I love, uh, and uh, listeners, I'm going to show my naivete and don't hold it against me because maybe some of you <laughs> are thinking this, the same thing. But so if we're talking about like a pot or a vase, is that a vessel? Is that what that is? Yes.
1: yes oh, that's a okay. vessel.
0: Anything that will hold water. <laughs> Oh, well, I am learning something new over here. I hope I'm not the only one who didn't know that. Oh, I love it. And then ceramics in like the the bigger umbrella of ceramics is, is that only clay work or is ceramics something you can do with a ton of different, I don't even know what the word is, product or, or, you know, so, tell, yeah. us, t- tell us, educate me. Ceramics is pretty much
1: clay. Um, okay. I focus on porcelain clay because uh, i I love having that white backdrop, as you can see with um any of my work., yes. um, but you know, that that can be ball clay or um the you know, the deep red clay. But um, I strictly work in porcelain,
0: oh, well, and it does. It gives that that beautiful white, just gleaming look, which we all love. So do you have any of these original vessels in your home or are they at your parents' house? Do we have any of these (laughs) in life still?
1: (laughs) Well, it's so funny because this is also part of my story is um, uh, the ceramics department at Ole Miss, they have this like club called the Dirt Daubers. (laughs) cute. So um, they we take the pieces that we make during the year and we have cells at school um, on campus. And um, anyway, it helps to the um, students get to take part of the proceeds. But then part of it also helps to bring in professors from other schools to Uh show demonstrations. It's very, very cool. So those first um, couple pieces before I just decided to really jump into um, my emphasis being ceramics. We did those sales and um, I sold everything. Oh, wow. And I, I just, I did, I had no idea what I was doing or, you know, I was just trying to pass the classes. And at the time, you know, everybody in those, in the ceramics department, they were, you know, crunchy the you know baggy <laughs> clothes they all worked in um the dark clays with the drippy glazes they were so the really cool people <laughs> but I am you know this short little blonde from Fairhope Alabama girl and sorority girl and so <laughs> it really did not fit in mm-hmm. and after one of those first sales Um, I did, I did really, really well. And we were taking everything down. And one of the guys, um, you know, made some comment like, Oh, Caroline only sold any, you know, the only reason she sold anything was because her shorty sisters came and it crushed my spirit. Uh And I kept it together at the time, but then I went to my professor afterwards and I was like, what am I doing? Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I
1: don't, I don't really know if I'm supposed to be here. And he was like, Carolyn, first of all, you need to get some thicker skin if you're going to be an artist. Wow. second of all, like flip it around. Yeah. You are bringing people to this that have never, you know, come and been to ourselves before. You wow. are doing something so different that you're making these guys in in the uh, class nervous. Like wow. step into that with, with some confidence and- mm you're onto something and mm. so I was like
0: oh <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my gosh well i have chills and that happens on occasion when i'm chatting with guests but i love everything you just said and what an awesome professor to be able to say Hold on a second. Let's let's flip it. These guys are nervous because look at look at who you're bringing into our field. Look who you're bringing into our industry. There's more than enough space for everybody, which I'm sure yeah. this guy didn't quite recognize. But for us, and for those of you who are listening, that's true. And I love. I think it's absolutely incredible when women like yourself step into a industry or a realm that the blonde sorority girls aren't represented in and they're you know they're not there and and and, and for the for the artists and everything to put their nose up it's like well hold on there's more than enough room and yeah, if you had not continued to hone in on your craft, well, there would be a lot of homes lacking quite a bit of beauty now. <laughs> so that's amazing, and and too, just an encouragement for anyone who's listening, and maybe you're stepping into something that you feel you have no kind of uh, right, or 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 you're not quite like the norm in that industry, but it's your passion. Keep going. Let Caroline's story inspire you to to keep moving forward and keep. Persevering, so I'm guessing you can correct me if I'm wrong. But after that <laughs> conversation, perhaps you did have a little bit of a fire under you, and and you thought, I am gonna, I am gonna do this. So, so tell us what what did it look like to to continue on in school, and then were, were there internships? Uh, were you concerned about being an artist and graduating? What a job might be like? Tell us about <laughs> that, that that thought process.
1: Yes, um, I mean it's kind of very scary to, to be getting a degree in ceramics, like okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a potter. Let's see how we can make any money with that. But, um, so I, yes, I dove in head first, uh, you know, having somebody support me and Matt, my professor, he's the coolest guy he has like this big handlebar mustache. He's like six, five, just, oh the my gosh. but he pushed me so Hard. and at the time I didn't realize it but he was he was making sure while I was there that I really figured out what my voice was what you know what was the meaning behind these flowers what what mm. put like had my soul on fire to make art wow. He wanted me to make something but have meaning to it which was so cool so anyway I, I had a thesis show and I graduated and it went really well and um so I brought my show back to Fairhope um where I'm from and um my parents are awesome and um really supported me and so they threw this show for me and I ended up selling out and um wow. it was awesome so I took took the money that I made from that initial show and I bought a wheel and oh, wow. um which is where you you know throw Pottery—that's how I would make the vessels. And um, I moved to Birmingham, big city. And <laughs> um, I also enrolled in um, University of Alabama. I enrolled into their interior design uh, school oh. because I had so many art credits that it—it it wasn't going to take me long to get a degree. And I really—I didn't know any artists that were potters. I just had no idea how I was going to make any money. So. Wow moved to Birmingham. I got this adorable one bedroom apartment in Mountain Brook and had friends living close by, but I got a one bedroom because I set up my potter's wheel in my living room. And so I was going back and forth to to Bama, to Tuscaloosa to take classes. And um, also in the South, lots of people get married right out of college. Right. So while I was taking... There's classes in Tuscaloosa. Um, a bunch of my friends were getting married. And mm. so I started getting orders for bridesmaids, lots of bridesmaids gifts. Oh. And um, just, I guess, word of mouth. It just, it kept growing and growing. And then I had um, a couple stores reach out, little boutiques. And so I had to learn how to do wholesale. And I only lasted one semester um, at Alabama. Because I couldn't keep up with both, and I was, I, I just was like, I think, I think I'm going to be able to support myself, and so, um, we got me an LLC, and I found a, um, I found where I could fire my pottery in Birmingham, and just went for it.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I am, there's so many parts of your story right now that I just feel like are little clips from movies. Like when you mentioned, (laughs) when you mentioned being in Florence and the model dropping the robe, and then there was another one I'll have to try to remember that I'm like, there's, oh, just even, yeah, getting on the wheel for the first time and, and sitting there and, and like getting into the groove and really the, the main, like, Sit I'm thinking of is honing your craft. I mean, like you said, you even mentioned you weren't even. And again, this is Caroline's words, not mine. You (laughs) weren't necessarily just amazing at it right off the bat. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of that. That's really an encouragement. Just the the discipline that you had to to get to the place where bridesmaids and 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 just more and more people are hearing about you and what you're doing, getting the LLC. Now what. Vessels, and I'm loving using your terms. What vessels <laughs> were you selling at this point? What was the the hot item for the bridesmaids?
1: Um, they loved um, ring dishes. At oh. that time, no, I just I could not make enough ring dishes. They're just little dishes you would have by your vanity, and I would put a couple flowers on each, and um, that was that was my main um, thing that I made
0: back then. And in the beginning, the flowers were a really key piece to your designs. Is that correct?
1: Yes. They, yes, they've always been there. That is just, just, it's like a little glimpse into like my soul. It's um, flowers are just my jam.
0: Oh, well, they're beautiful. And, and to think that they began even even early on to catch the eye of so many people. Now tell me this, because you mentioned quite a few girlfriends were, were getting married and whatnot. Uh, what's happening in your personal life at this time as you kind of start the LLC?
1: Yeah, I, um, around that time, I, I graduated school in um, 2010. And then I met my husband in 2011. Oh. And I was in Birmingham and he was in Raleigh and um that's a good story in itself how we met but um Mm -hmm. we we fell in love pretty fast and so you know Will was dying to get me to move to um Raleigh and I just was like I don't know anybody and (laughs) how in the world am I gonna work up there and so he at his bachelor pad he um in Raleigh, there's lots of floodplains and there's a big creek that runs through. And so there's a lot of houses that kind of sit up high. And so, um, I think this is really romantic. He, he ended (laughs) up finishing out the underneath part of his home and he built me a studio. And so I, um, I got a little apartment here in Raleigh and, um, sweet husband. He, He's always really believed in me. And so he built me this little studio in his house. So I would get my coffee in the mornings and um, drive over to his house and work there. And it wasn't long before we were engaged and, and got married. Oh, my gosh.
0: Literally so sweet. Now I'm having another movie moment in the notebook. It's like, (laughs) yes, you have your studio driving over with your coffee. Okay. How sweet is that? And for you to be able to continue on. So at this point, your business was really kind of an established, well, not kind of, it was an established entity that that you were moving forward with. Tell us about those early days, perhaps and maybe it was even before, maybe it was in Birmingham, but what was a real wow moment in Raleigh that you were able to say, okay, this is going to work here too? Because you mentioned hesitation and how am I even going to work there? Was there a sale? Was there a show? W- what was a moment in Raleigh that you thought, okay, I, I'm going to be able to continue doing this?
1: Yeah, there were there were a lot. Um, two come to mind and one of them is a big Let down, but um, the first one was when we got married. I created um, we had a sit down dinner at our reception, and so I didn't tell anybody, but I made each guest a pear. Um, and that's one of the things that I make, but it was just really beautiful how at everybody's place setting it. Um, there was a pear sitting on their plate and a tag that said, like, love like what did i say love the perfect pair i was doing a little uh, play on words but uh, um anyway um flower magazine got wind of, of it and um they ran a beautiful story in their magazine and lots of pictures and i'm sure my handsome husband helped with getting that but he um but anyway that was a big turning point in my business to, um, have that beautiful spread. Um, and then we got, we, um, got pregnant with my daughter leaving very quickly after we got married. Um, my husband's six years older than me. So he was, he was ready for babies. (laughs) Um, And so we got pregnant with Levy and, um, I just, I was I felt like a factory at that time. I was Mm. every, I just could not make it fast enough, which is such a blessing, Wow! but I was killing myself and I didn't want a nanny. You know, this season of my kids being at home is very important to me. And so I just, I wanted to spend as much time as possible with my kids and I still do. And so I just would, you know, every time Libby would sleep would take a nap. I was working and it was just very, very hard. And, um, I was approached by, there's a, a very big name, um, big company that's based out of the triangle that, um, does dinnerware and they, they make all of their wares in Italy. And, um, I'm I'm not going to say the name of them, but, um, you would absolutely know. they are but anyway they um approached me and they loved my work and so they wanted to do a huge collaboration wow and they wanted me to create my own line and they were going to fly me to italy and teach the artisans like how i make it it was a complete dream um and so i worked on it for months getting everything together i hired a pr agency we'd reached out to a major publication. They couldn't wait to run the story about me. And so
0: wow.
1: as it got closer to time, they the company got a new, I don't know, CFO, C, one of those yeah. things. And anyway, it was a man and um, he didn't see the vision like we did. And the owner and I had been working closely together. She was so excited. And anyway, she called me one day and or she emailed me and was like Carolina I need to speak with you um i'm going to call you at this time and so i got my passport out i thought we were making airplane arrangements we were that far in wow and dates and everything and anyway she called me and she was like things things have changed and we are going to have to move in a different direction and this is not going to happen and um So I just thanked her for the opportunity and have never spoken to them again. Um, Wow. It was a a really tough pill to swallow at the time. Yeah. But it also made me look at how hard I was working and made me just pivot and say, Mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this. This is not fun anymore. I'm not being creative. And how can I continue to Provide for my family and be here with Levy Girl mm. and still be able to make art that is still my passion. Mm. And um, it was such a great learning experience that also was super embarrassing to have to call that magazine and all of that, but um, mm. great learning
0: experience. Well, it, it's kind of the the when you step out and you're on your own and you're a business owner and and tell me this because I, I don't know that I've ever put this together, and you guys who are listening, you might have the same question. Caroline, you're the artist, so you. Th- it's not like someone comes in and does a replicate. of I mean, you make is that is that right, or am I? I mean, how do you right? Yeah, <laughs> a big part of.
1: I decided then that I was going to take the path more towards fine art. I don't. I don't use a mold. I don't make any prints. Yeah. If you get a piece of art from me, I make every petal of every flower. Wow. It is completely from my hands, and that was a decision I made early on. And um, you know, it's a lot of work, but it also takes it just, it, it, I feel like it sets my art at a high standard, you know, sets yes. the bar high of every, everything that somebody purchases from me comes directly from my heart
0: in my hands. Wow. That's yes. As you were saying that I'm thinking, okay, a massive collaboration. This is amazing. Young mom. <laughs> but then I'm like, wait a second. She's an artist. Wait, she's the only art she's the one doing all of this so that's incredible but but too just to backtrack a little bit because i love that you were able to share this specific story with us because i think a lot of young women and myself included like being ghosted or um i mean i guess being ghosted would probably you know someone not returning uh, consistent hopes for them to come on the podcast yeah. would be maybe my my biggest like, oh, but but then yeah, if there was a collaboration that I had reached out to other people, and, and that that feels really scary. And for those of you who are listening, it might be scary enough for you to not even try. But that's not yeah. what we want. Like that, that's not what we want. and that's not what I'm sure you learned so much from that experience, and you were able to step back and to be able to pivot. We don't want the the fear of a story like that to keep us from trying because like you said you were able to pivot and really focus in on so much more is my guess how did you bounce back from that disappointment
1: oh man god carried me completely through that it was yeah. it was probably a two or three day you know eating ice cream feeling yes. sorry <laughs> and then i was like let's get back to work like what are, yeah. what are, what can i create what can i do God's given me this talent. Um, and also this company was not going to pay me very much at all wow. as well, but I was so green and just excited to have a, a big company reach out to me. Yeah. Um, that it really taught me to like know my worth. And if I could say anything to your listeners, like know your worth and how how amazing you are and yeah. Don't settle just because it it sounds good. You know, look at the full picture. And um, and around that time, uh, we we call Levy um, oldest. We call her Stinky. We called her that back in the day when she was little because she had the worst attitude. It was so funny. <laughs> she just was a stinker. And so she was this beautiful, beautiful she baby does. with these big old lips and. um And little ladies would like stop us in Target and say, your baby, she's so beautiful. And maybe would look at them and say, no, (laughs) it it embarrassed me so much. So around that time I was, I started picking up my paintbrushes again and I thought, I don't want to keep making these little things that, um, you know, they're not I'm not making enough money for the time that I'm putting in. Right. So uh, I was like, how can I put all of this together? And so I picked up um, my paintbrushes again and I started painting. And one of my favorite artists, her name is Brenda Bogart. She's out of Mm. Texas. And she's so cool. She does like these collages where um, she works with paper, but she does faces. And at the time she was doing these really cool geishas, geishas. hope oh. I'm saying that right. Um, and so it inspired me, her putting all of those things together. And so uh, I was sitting down, I was playing with clay in my hands, making flowers, just thinking, and I just made these big lips <laughs> and a nose and I set it down on a canvas and just kind of sketched around it and I just was enjoying the afternoon. I guess Levy was sleeping and Will came home and was like, whoa, see, that is really cool. Oh. And, and um, I just, I kind of stepped into it and posted it on my Instagram. And that's where my pouts started. I don't, I don't uh, know if you've seen them. Yes. They've grown and evolved. And, um, but they came from a pouty little baby girl uh, that we call stinky.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I love to hear the story behind those. And and many of you yeah. are listening, you've likely seen them. And now we get the inside scoop as to how that came to be and to think of you just having fun and enjoying. Uh, tell us this, when you're creating and when, when something like that comes to mind, do you listen to music? Do you like it to be silent? What are some like little artist things about you that we might not know? Yeah. Um,
1: Well, it depends on the day because a lot of what I create is um, in stages. So Mm. I will, you know, I'll I'll have a body of work in mind or have a show coming up, and so I like to sit down first and make a ton of flowers. And so I'll listen to podcasts like yours (laughs) um, or um, music, or I'll sit outside and um, you know I just get lost in. In creating those flowers. But then when I when I sit down to paint and I'm in my studio and also have two little girls, it is loud and crazy in my house at all times. And so when I get to be in my studio, I, I sound like a psycho, but I love to paint in silence. Mm. And um, I never sketch anything out before. And so I just, it really just calms my mind and I get lost in what I'm doing, and I just tackle a canvas. I just start painting, and um, it's it's really cool. But uh, so it depends on the day um, <laughs> for for what kind of sound is around me. But sometimes it's silent.
0: Yes, the preferred sound is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun to think about you doing that. And uh, just a, a silly fun thought, you guys, what what do you think you would be doing if you're painting? I feel like I would find like a nature soundtrack on Spotify or something. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a fun thought to think about if we were artists like Caroline, what, what would we maybe be, be filling our minds with as we paint? Oh my goodness. Now, this is so fun, Caroline, and it's so cool to kind of unpack just different elements of the business and kind of what you've been through together. Get where you are now, and to get where your designs are, because they're truly impeccable. I cannot say it enough; they are gorgeous. Now, tell me this: because uh, I, we've talked about shows, we've talked about um, you know uh, bridesmaids, we've talked about your clients a little bit, but let's fast forward to to current day because wow, what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm so curious to know, what does the your customers look like present day? I mean, you're doing fine art, you're doing custom, you're, you're doing all kinds of stuff. So maybe tell us, uh, and I'm getting to the question, but maybe tell us what has been the, the movement of your customers? Is it an online base? Is it stores? Tell us a little bit about where, where, well, where we can find it, but kind of what that journey has looked like to find your customers, I guess, is the best way to put it.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm, well, first off, I am so grateful for every single one of my customers and clients. And just, it feels so good. I just, it never goes away that good feeling when you sell something, um, because it's a little piece of my heart. So when that collaboration didn't work out, I decided to completely pivot and I, I pulled out of all of my stores that I, I was in and I decided to go in more of a fine art direction. So I've decided then and there, you know, no prints, no replicas. I'm going to like to sell my work through galleries and then also through my Instagram, um, you know, just handle it myself. Yeah. Um, and I had been in business long enough to where I felt like I could sustain it um, on my own. And so I've, I've, I worked through that. And so today I have two beautiful galleries, one in Charlotte that sells my work and a new one that I just got in Buckhead in Atlanta, which I'm so grateful to be there. Wow. Um, so two awesome galleries. And um, I get a lot of commission work online, which is so fun to people to contact me and um, give me kind of a color palette. And, you know, it's now so fun with my palettes. So I'll be like, I would love a martini glass. We, <laughs> we like these flowers. And so um, I'm kind of getting told what to do, but still there's a ton of creative freedom to where it's, it's kind of a blast to get those commissions. That's my favorite as of today. <laughs>
0: oh, well, it's just so fun to hear the different steps that you've taken and for you to be in the place that you are now. And I love to hear that there's two galleries that you guys can go if you're in the area and, and find Caroline's work and, and wow, to be able to see it in person. I'd love to know what was perhaps a real wow moment in your career?
1: Um, this sounds so hokey, but I, I, every time I open up my, or my wonderful manager helps me open up those emails. And I mean, every, it's, it never ceases to amaze me or bring me so much gratitude to sell a piece. And mm-hmm. I, every piece is a, is a wow moment to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course You know, those publications and and if a big time designer that I um, admire reaches out, those are all big wows. But um, even those little, you know, my pumpkin sale that I just did, I made a big batch of pumpkins and those sold quickly and getting to package those up and put them in boxes and write thank you notes that that's a that's a wow moment to me.
0: Hmm. Well, and I was lucky enough to get one of those pumpkins. (laughs) And I absolutely, I'm just, it's going to be fall all year round at my house with that cute pumpkin. Oh my gosh. Well, it's true. And I love too. just such a great encouragement because I think oftentimes, and those of you who are listening, who perhaps are stepping into a new role or you're an entrepreneur, you have this Thought in your mind when you know this will be when I arrive, and this will be the most wow moment. You know, and and you've been in such amazing publications, so it could be like wow, El Decor, oh this. But really, I think that when you step out and when you're doing something and when you go for it, it is actually those personal connections, like you mentioned, of every order. It's actually the smaller things that I think add up to those wow moments. That's what I'm experiencing with the podcast. Like Today, talking to you, this is a real wow moment for me. And maybe in the past, I would have thought a wow moment would be you know this or that. But when you get started, when you get going, you guys, you get to see the, the wow moments along the way. And they might be different than what you thought, but you need to get started to know. So I, I love that that was what you did after school. And now you have grown uh, just so much into the fine art world. It's, it's really amazing to see. Uh, and I know my listeners would not be happy with me if i didn't ask you this, uh, could you perhaps share what is the greatest lesson you have learned
1: um the, My greatest lesson is I, I've touched on this a little bit before, but um to know your worth mm. um i I was so close to selling my designs and just handing it to a company for pennies yeah. and I just was so grateful to have somebody, you know, I thought, oh, they don't want to make everything anymore. And I'll just be with Levy. And and so I just, I didn't realize my worth and, mm-hmm. and who God created me to be. And so um, I'm very much a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So my manager and my family, my girlfriends, they know that That I would, if you came to me and said, I love this painting, I'd say, just have it. Just (laughs) thank you. That that means so much to me. You can just have it. And so uh, in knowing your worth, also have people that surround you that also know your worth that can step in and be like, come on, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you put this much time into it. You, you can, you can make a living for yourself and not just give things away.
0: Mm. That's so, I think everyone listening, myself included, can definitely relate to that. I'm like, oh, I need to, I'm going to sit up over here a little taller and get a little more confidence (laughs) and listener, you can do the same. Know your worth. What area in life can you take this encouragement that Caroline's sharing Uh, Yeah. Is it your business? Oh gosh. Ooh, this is, this is serious. Is it a relationship? Oh, I hate to say it ladies. (laughs) Where can we ask this question? Where can we, where can we take this uh, to the heart? Know your worth. Uh, Caroline, that's just, that's such an amazing lesson to have learned. And for me, gosh, continue to learn. Uh, I, I would love to know too, what are you learning now? Um, At the moment, I am learning how to
1: say no. Uh Um, It is a very, very hard thing to do. And I've been in business for like 10 years, 11 years now. And um, if I continue to say yes to everything that comes my way, Mm -hmm. I'm not putting in enough time to make anything work. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not... If I'm working too hard saying yes to everything, I'm not putting in the time for my family. Mm -hmm. And if I take on too many projects, I'm not sitting with each piece of art and letting them become art, I'm just trying to get it out the door. Mm-hmm. So I've really, I'm in a season, especially after COVID. Yeah, um, that it's been so hard. Yeah. Uh, having two little girls at home and trying to just um, navigate this, and I'm sure everybody feels the same way, mm-hmm. no matter what stage of life you're in. But sometimes saying no is just the biggest yes.
0: Mm, that's so good. Sometimes the say that again. Do you know what you just said? (laughs) You guys rewind. Hey, that's the beauty of podcasting. (laughs) That is so funny. Rewind, you guys, because yes, those no's turn into yeses. I'm laughing that I can't remember what you just said, but I love it. It went straight into my heart. It went through my brain and into my heart. (laughs) But so... Good. I mean, both of those lessons and for you to be able to be learning that now, just learning to say no, uh, gosh, yeah. It's such a great encouragement. Oh my goodness. Well, I know, I know this about you. I've learned this about you. You always have something fun coming up. Perhaps tell us what's next for you. Oh, I do. I'm, I'm excited. Um, well, first,
1: my little brother is getting married. And oh, my gosh. I think I'm so excited oh. um, for him and his sweet bride to be. But um, I am helping host in October. I'm so excited about this. Um, there is a local um, um, store here in Raleigh, and it's Vermilion, and they sell fabulous clothes. And so... Ashley, the owner, who is going to be who I would say I'd love for you to have on your podcast. Um, uh-huh. She is bringing in Leela Rose, who's a designer in New York, and Brent Neal, who does just fantastic jewelry. And so they've asked me to come in, and I'm transforming the space and uh-huh. doing flowers uh-huh. and bringing tons of artwork. And I'm so excited for that um, party. Oh, man And then, um, in January... I have my first ever solo show um, at my gallery in Charlotte, and so I'm thrilled and terrified, <laughs> and um, I'm just—I'm still kind of dreaming in my head of of what all I think that um, we're going to try and do. But I'm—I'm I'm really excited for the opportunity.
0: Oh, Caroline, I'm so excited about (laughs) both of these. And for those of you who are listening, that October event is in, that's in Raleigh, correct? Yeah. Okay. Raleigh. Raleigh. And then you guys, if you are in Charlotte, I am so jealous of you. You need to go to the January show because that would be... So much fun. Have a night out with your girls. Gosh, I would love for an HSDT listener to be there. That would just be a blast. But congratulations in advance, Caroline. That's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, tell me this. Is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to? Um, I'm
1: thinking... There was, um, yes, yes, there is one oh, thing. I just heard this the other day and it just spoke to my soul mm-hmm. and I thought you would love this. Um, it, uh, this great looking man, um, his name is Emmanuel Acho. I think is his name. Oh. I learned about him during the, um, Black Lives movement. And mm-hmm. I followed him on Instagram and he's just like a wealth of information mm-hmm. and, Wonderful, and um, anyway, he said this, and it just just stopped me in my tracks. I wrote it on the wall in my studio. It said, "Everybody strives to be great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but to be great, you have to be consistently good." Mm-hmm. And it just made me think. You know, I've I've built this beautiful business, but I, I've only built it because I show up every day. I've I've find time to go into the studio and make time for my craft. And, you know, if I don't make it, it, it doesn't come into fruition. Mm. So I just thought that that was so awesome. And that your listeners might love to hear that, that, you know, every piece that I make, I learned something new about like, Oh, these colors are so wonderful together. That paintbrush made that line or, you Mm. know, just, Little things like that that I glean from and that if I didn't show up every day and just strive to be
0: good, I wouldn't become great. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Oh, well, listeners, you're lucky. If you have stayed on and you've been able to hear to this point, you're lucky because that's that's going to be what I'm thinking about pretty much the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got to share that with my husband. That is so Good. Just another pause and rewind moment, you guys. Caroline's giving us quite a few of those. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for for thinking of that and taking the time to to share it with us cuz that's that's a huge takeaway. And again, it's just been so fun even for you to share, you know, different inspiration and different artists that you find inspiration from all of your upcoming events networking and connecting is such a theme in in your life and it's how we got connected as well you would be so kind to speak with me i'd love to know who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story
1: yeah there's so many awesome women um I just i'm inspired every day by just everybody getting out of bed and yes, you know, literally <laughs> <laughs> um, especially after this past year yes but um i touched on her um Ashley Webb, who owns Vermillion here in Raleigh, she is adorable and has built this great community and sells fantastic clothes and um, plans really fun events. And she got dealt a really hard hand with with what has happened in the past year. And she had to pivot and do a lot of things online. And I think. I'm just so proud of her. So I think she's super inter- interesting. Oh. And then um, my friend, Inslee Ferris, who oh. she, I'm sure you know who she is. Um, she has a pretty much a cult like following. And <laughs> she was in New York and she's now here in Raleigh and she is hilarious oh. and then a good mama and friend. And I, oh. I just think you would really enjoy
0: speaking with her. Oh my goodness. Well, you all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Ashley and then Inslee, not to obsess over you more, but I'm thrilled. Inslee is coming on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much. I actually didn't realize that she was now in Raleigh. So I love that you guys are real life friends.
1: Yes, she is wonderful. Oh, she's so
0: funny. She's so, well, so funny. Oh, well, she she's been an amazing support and um gosh, it's just it's just like I mentioned early on to to I I love when the pieces come together and it just, it's an encouragement for me for you to highlight someone that's coming and then for all my listeners to recommend you. Caroline, I could literally talk to you (laughs) for the rest of the day. I know you have, you know, girls to take care of and things, but I cannot thank you enough. And and I know many of you guys have already found Caroline, perhaps you're even looking at the piece you're hoping for Christmas or for a birthday, (laughs) but Caroline, where can listeners connect with you?
1: Yes, I am. I'm on Instagram, uh, Caroline Boykin and a little underscore. Um, And then I also have a website, carolineboykin.com. It's really easy to find me.
0: Well, I know we will all go and do so, you guys. We are so looking forward to sharing uh, this conversation with you. We hope that it was encouraging. I know that I have Quite a bit to unpack. So, Caroline, thank you again and again for your time today.
1: Yes, Emily, you are so wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing. Too.
0: Thank, you. thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That. I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. Talk to you soon.